Kim is going to pause Game of Thrones for you, so you you don't need to, you know. Say no more. <laughs> My wife, on the other hand, is not pausing. That's what Game I'm saying. What? <laughs> She's gonna watch. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm trying to get down. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. I'm trying to get down. Will you at least stop recording and press save? Can you do that for your boy? I got you. You know what I'm saying. We just got to make sure we. Hit that clock when it's supposed to be hit, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to DEFCON Jive for the second time in two weeks, although you didn't hear the first one. This is your boy Cannon. A.K.A. the infamous mob Deepak Chopra. <laughs> hey, what up, man? It's your boy Scrap, A.K.A. Earl Lafayette, B.K.A. Mr. Ask About Me. Holla at your boy. <laughs> it's, your, <laughs> it's your boy Young Boom Dynamite, A.K.A. Don Fondant, A.K.A. Young 36. Don't save him. He don't want to be saved. <laughs> yeah, like your files, <laughs> Boom. Your files don't want to be saved. <laughs> How apt. <laughs> I'm so sorry. All five of y'all. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. For for, for all five or six of our fans, Boom did not save his part last week, so we had no episode. Even though it was dope, it was the best episode you'll never, ever hear. Right. Oh, man. Full blast. Dog, we talked about Ali. Rest in peace to the greatest. We talked yeah. about uh, boxing versus football. We talked about the finals. Man, yeah. it, it, it was action-packed. I think I think Kwame saved a puppy from a burning building. Dog, it right. was it was crazy. Mm. But boom didn't save. The streets wasn't ready for that, man. We ain't getting paid yet. Once that sponsorship drops, <laughs> I mean I can give him a taste. These are all dirt for you I'm drinking right now, man. Oh, that that's that's when the file will reappear. <laughs> you got the, the file magic. Right. Sprinkle a little dust on your computer and the, and then the file comes back. That's what I'm trying to do, man. It was in the cache. The system restore. <laughs> System restore. System restore. You hit that defrag. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Precisely. Precisely. Oh boy. We're we're laughing, we're joking, but today is not a, a jokey type of day. Um, this morning we all woke up to a gigantic news story that, um, there was a, a big time shooting in Orlando at a gay nightclub called Pulse, where it, the final numbers are 50 people dead, 53 hospitalized. Mm. Um, Mm. it looks like the shooter was spurred on by his hate for homosexuality mm. and uh his dad said he was uh it he saw two guys kissing and that set him off which leads to mm. a much much deeper talk but um this is i don't even know what to say about it man it's it i don't even know what to say scrap it's um you know, I think, you know, one th- to point out to the listeners who may or may not be aware is that uh, it's Ramadan. 
and Ramadan is a holy month in Islam. And uh, normally it's, well, what it's supposed to be is uh, 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 fasting, you know, a period of fasting and of uh, self-reflection. Um, but what we've seen over the last couple of years are, uh, you know, uh, radical Islamists have uh, once again taken something that's pure and holy and transformed it into something, uh, you know, rooted in evil. And uh, ISIL specifically has come out and, you know, uh, encouraged attacks um, during the holy month of Ramadan. And uh, what we, according according to the news, um, is that this individual um, who conducted these attacks reportedly called into 911, pledged his allegiance to ISIL before uh, committing uh, these atrocities. So, you know, it, I mean, you could look at it from many different ways. You can look at it from the security perspective, from, you know, uh, probably a mental health perspective, um, you know, what you can look at it from the, the what's going on in Islam right now. Um, so there's there's lots of different aspects we could approach this. It's just sad, man. That's I think that's that's what we need to focus on. Yeah. You know, this is uh, unfortunately, this is kind of the, the new reality that we live in these days, um, because, you know, when something like this comes home, you know, it's it too too easily. We're over here. What's going on over there doesn't really affect us because we don't see it every day. But, um, you know, these these lone wolf types type of attacks, you know, this one you had uh, Fort Hood a couple years ago or maybe like five years ago now, something like that. You know, these these things are are becoming more normalized. Um, and every time we're shocked, you know, Paris, Belgium, um, you know, these these types of attacks keep happening. Um, and unfortunately, there's just no there's no real way that you can you can really um, prepare for it or plan for it. I mean. You know, how many threats, how many bomb threats, you know, how many, you know, uh, um, you know, calls to police get called in for this, that and the third. I mean, there's just really no way to prepare for it. There's not enough law enforcement. There's not enough uh, intelligence out there to really like take, um, you know, take a hard look at every single threat. And that's another thing. Apparently, like this guy was on the FBI list um, uh previously mm. but you know you can't track down you can't go after every guy who says something um or post something online like it's just impossible so unfortunately we have to deal with the whackness for what it is right hey boom uh i wanted to ask you specifically about this because you are a middle school teacher when things like this happen what what kind of dialogue do you have with the kids I mean, uh, I teach a, a diverse, you know, a group of students. I have a lot of, you know, uh, Muslim students that I that I teach, and I think a lot of times the ignorant message, you know, what I'm saying, permeate uh, society, like whether it be Trump speeches or just you know the general angst that Muslims are bad or these other things. So you see, you know, kids not trying to, you know, say too much or do too much or, you know, pretty much rock the boat. But in my opinion. Um, this joint, like when when Obama spoke about it, he said this was a act of terror and act of hate. You know what I'm saying? Um, meaning, you know, there's a terroristic part as, as as Jason talked about with the ISO Connect and calling the uh, 911 joint, but it was also a hate crime, and it was just mm -hmm. um, to me it speaks to a larger issue, which is um, gun control. Mm -hmm. It's like 
they talk about the fact that he was a licensed uh, bodyguard and he had licensure for the pistol that he had with him, but he had an AR-15. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? How is that feasible that you know people keep getting these weapons? You know what I'm saying? Right. And they keep having these atrocities. It's, it's never like you know what I mean, dude has two you know what I mean, forty fives. He walks into a you know movie theater or a school or a church or it's always like a bushmaster. It's always something like you know what I mean, ungodly. You know what I'm right. Saying? How do these people keep getting these weapons? That's what I think the large right. issue is. Whether it be a terror issue, because you know what I mean, at this point it was a, it would have been a domestic terror. He was born in like New York, so it's like, how are they getting these guns, and why? Um, how many of these atrocities going to take for us to see that something different needs to happen? Right. Let me set mm-hmm. that aside just for a second. I want to I want to go back to something Scrap said, where he's talking about you. You said um, he pledges allegiance to ISIL. I see that as number one. I see that as a cop out. Number two, you had the dude who shot up the Planned Parenthood because of his Christian values. You had Dylan Roof shoot up Charleston, mm-hmm. the church, because right. of his mm-hmm. his Christian white supremacist values. I, I don't think mm-hmm. it's just a Muslim or extreme Muslim thing. I think it's just an extreme religious... Religion? Yeah. yeah. Extreme no, religious I, overtones, I it feels like, you know? Yeah, no, I didn't mean to suggest that that was the only reason. And like I said, you know, there are mo- you can approach this topic from multiple aspects. Yeah. And I did leave out the gun control vector, as Boom, you know, pointed out. Yeah. But, you know... I would, I would, I mean, that's, that's, that's the world that I live in. That's the flavor of the month of everything that I, you know, every month, month to month to month is like, that's the stuff that I look at. So, um, but I'm not discounting, um, extreme religious motivation, you know, geared towards one, one, uh, one belief, one belief set, one, you know, whether it be Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, you know, um, you know, but, you know, Gun control is is a is is a topic of interest in this case, yeah. as it should be. And I you know? and let me just clarify. I say that it's a cop out because it feels like he's not taking. He never took the, his own responsibility in this. It seemed like he was he he was more so saying, "I'm doing this for the cause. I'm not doing this just because I hate gay people and I want them to die. I'm doing this for mm-hmm. the cause." So yeah, well, to, and to be fair, I I did not hear the um, that his father had come out and you know said that he was a homophobic and you yeah. know, he hated he hated uh, you know our LGBT brothers and sisters. You know, yeah. I, I I hadn't heard that. Um, I just thought you know it was the first thing that I saw was you know dude pledges allegiance to ISIL mm-hmm. before you know what I'm saying. Popping off, so man, and that's a that's yeah. a whole media topic that we could spend a whole hour on. Uh, but it, it but it's interesting because it, it weaves in all these things, like you said at the at the top. I mean, it's it's the, it's terrorism, yeah. it's um, a hate crime, yeah. You know, I hate crime. I don't even think that does it justice. I mean, it's mass murder. That's, yeah, you know, the that's largest not just a crime, the largest yeah. mass murder in U.S. history. Yeah, it's just terrible. That's insane. Um, boom, you brought up the issue of gun control. We, we definitely want to touch on that. Um, I am a gun owner. I have one. And I always say this. If Obama literally wanted to come take our guns, I would hand mine over in the quickest way possible. Because mm-hmm. I am for gun control. I am a gun owner for gun control. So I, I, 
I think I think the the fact is it's called gun control, not like you know what I mean you can't have guns. It's not like you know right. what I mean? It's not the abolition of of of, 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 of owning you know, firearms. Right. But the thing is, like I said, there needs to be some kind of cap. Like like again, he had a he had license for for his handgun, you know what I mean? He had training and he had to, you know, receive Licensure after you know being in the uh, you know uh, the range and proving that you can do certain things and he passed tests stating that he can you know attain said licensure. I have no problem with it. The fact of the matter is you know he didn't kill you know what I'm saying or maim over a hundred people with a handgun. It was the mm-hmm. you know what I mean assault rifle that he somehow was able to get with an extended clip and you know what I'm saying uh, ammunition for you know what I mean and similar and these other atrocities that we've already mentioned you know the same type of deals like well, yeah. How are these guns continually on the market, and how right. are they not, you know, more readily tracked and you know, and just controlled? You know what I mean? Have, have either of y'all shot an AR-15? Yes. Boom. Not, I've not. All right, so scrap. You know what I'm talking about when when you shoot an AR-15, the power behind that thing. Yes. And yes. there's absolute boom. There's no kickback, none whatsoever. There is no kickback, and, and the loading is—it's easier to load an AR-15 than it is a handgun, and it's faster the, too. It's—it's—it's it's not. Yes, I mean, it, you could talk about shooting a gun and the power behind it, but mm-hmm. I think what it comes—at least for me—it's when I hold a weapon, a firearm, I feel fucking invincible. Yeah, yeah, you know. And to have that high-powered weapon, I mean, you're not—you're just not gonna let up. You right. know, if you're put in a situation where you're using that, whether you're at a range or if you're committing a crime, mass murder in this case, one, it's psychological on two sides. One, you have a feeling of inv- of invincibility, and you're gonna do whatever you came to do. Two, if you see someone with that type of weapon you're you know you're gonna panic mm-hmm. i mean if, if he just had a uh, you know a couple pistols if you're in a club you know there might be the possibility that someone could disarm him mm-hmm. but with that style of weapon no one's getting near him no one's getting near no. and that's that's yeah so to boom's point that i think that kind of get lo- gets lost in the discussion Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, how many people have to die because they're so shook, you know, everyone is so shook that no one was able to disarm the perpetrator. Right. And I, I bring up the, the feeling of shooting one because my gut initial reaction after shooting an AR-15 was, holy fuck, why are these mm-hmm. things legal? Why are mm-hmm. people allowed to go and buy these things? Because mm-hmm. like, like mm-hmm. you said, Scrap... You you hold that AR-15, nobody's going to touch you, man. You yeah. feel like the most powerful man in the world holding that thing. It's um, it's it's a power trip, man. I mean, and you know, it's it's it is a it's a topic of I mean, this is always this always every time these situations these mm-hmm. incidents happen, it always circles back to to gun control, right? And and with Sandy Hook happening and the inaction behind that, it to me personally, it makes me feel like it's never going to happen. And the NRA has 
way too much power in this country. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, you got... Like, like I was saying before the show, it's like, you know, for me, it always circles back to that Second Amendment, you know, well, this is this is the way our country was, was founded and these are the values that our country was built on and legally, you know, you, the government cannot uh, take take my rights away like right. this is for them it's 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 almost becomes a civil rights issue it's like this is my gun you know i'm permitted by the constitution of the united states to carry this you know this is wrong you cannot take this from me right but, but you know that 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 amendment <laughs> was written when you know there was all types of militias running around this country <laughs> and you know they were they had a certain enemy who was trying to impose their will upon this country and you know though you know that people had weapons for a reason it wasn't just like i i like guns so you shouldn't be able to take them from me right you know and boom you're a history teacher um how how has that second amendment been how how have we gotten to the point where the second amendment has been so perversed i think i think uh, scrap hit the nail on the head it's like it is it, it's uh it's it's a, it's supposed to be a living document wherein you know what I'm saying it's constantly open for revisions and amendments and changes and it's like in my opinion similar to you know people's um, analysis you know uh, of of the Bible you know what I mean it's an ancient text and I think that you have to you know reinterpret it to you know what I'm saying to be Absolutely. understood in different times you know what I'm saying so it's like it's like that definitely was a need, you know what I mean, in the early 18th century. Like, you know what I mean? It just makes sense, you know what I mean? Like, there, you have uh, the Native Americans, you have, you know what I mean, the British you're attacking, and then you still have, you know, unjust, you know, government officials, you know what I'm saying? So it was like you needed those protection against those things. And these times, you don't have those threats. Like Scrap said, it's like, what 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 are we arming ourselves to defend? Against whom? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you see these <laughs> right. guys... Um, and like in Wyoming or Idaho, and they got like you know what I mean, the whole cachet. And it's like you know what I mean, and it's like, right. what, like what what do you have? Yeah, you know I mean? like what are you protecting? Like, like who's coming <laughs> for you, <laughs> dog? It's become it's become uh what from what from what I see, it's become a mix of th- those people who, as as Nick was just alluding to, those uh, the gun enthusiasts, and you know the people who are. Uh, who are adamantly against the tyranny of the United States government. Mm-hmm. You know? Those those two groups of people, you know, those those are those 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 are uh too prevalent too prevalent in the United States. Is there any way that we'll be able to instill some sort of control? Because I feel like there's not. I feel like if they say, you know what I mean, again, uh hard jail time 20 years of life if you're caught buying or selling you know what I mean a high powered mm-hmm. assault rifle you know what I'm saying like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like you know what I mean just like have undercover stings have these guys you know what I mean purchasing these joints just to get them off the streets you know what I'm saying whatever just like you know what I mean I think that is something that's very reasonable in my mind and mm-hmm. I would vote for that mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. that with all these atrocities and I know this one is kind of jaded because you know, maybe I'm not a fan of the homosexuals. You know what I'm saying? And I, and and maybe you know what I mean. I just felt like if they weren't in that club, they wouldn't have got killed. But like as you talked about before, 
with the you know church in South Carolina with Sandy Hook. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kids in schools like uh, with kids in the movie theater. Like you know what I mean? It could have been you. So it's like. How many of these events are going to pass before you can say, mm-hmm. we don't mm-hmm. need these things on the streets? No one needs to be able to, you know what I mean, purchase these things. Well, I, I tend to look at it not as a, a policy thing and, you know, when is the time. Change in America, it takes forever. Yeah. You know this. It's not, it's not a matter of, you know, after what incident is it, in my mind, you know, after what incident are we actually going to change? I think that this is a deeply ingrained social programming that we need to change or needs to be changed. Um, When you talk about, when you look at entertainment, when you look at our views on sports, you know, the harder you are, blah, 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 you know, what movies you watch, what, what, uh, how are companies marketing certain things? Like why, like, boom, does your, does your son, does your son like to shoot, play guns? He does. Nerf guns, you know, like why, like, I think I think that just because of our human nature, violence appeals whether it's fake or real. Mm-hmm. It appeals to us. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's it's a cultural and social thing that is not going to change overnight. It's going to take years, decades, possibly. Yeah, I think you're you hit it right on the head too when you talked about it's all about a power trip because uh, just just a little backstory for the listeners. When we were all at Howard, we all loved to play Halo, which is a game on <laughs> Xbox. And that game is all about shooting, dominating. It's a first-person shooter. So it's all about, you know, dominating your opponent and shooting them and killing them as many times as you mm-hmm. can, as fast as you can. Um, mm-hmm. That is deeply ingrained in us. I mean, you go back to James Bond Goldeneye. You go back to Doom. You know, it was all about mm-hmm. shooting and dominating and killing, and I, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know if it's possible to 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 take that away. And and yeah. to the in a similar vein, like you play that um, Call of Duty, and like you know, right. I mean, you're working out, and mm-hmm. you might be like, you know, or a Splinter Cell, like this is this is my joint. I got this AR-15 modded with the you know silencer on the joint, and you want actually right. you know what i mean seek to create and you know appraise and get that get that weapon you know what i'm saying right. it's like because that's what you've been doing for so long so it's like i agree to your point when we were you know what i'm saying younger as shorties and they had fucking duck hunt you know what i mean yeah it was no this is a double barrel shotgun <laughs> like nobody knew what it was it was you know what i mean no one right. cared you know what i'm saying so i think that because you know those joints are more realistic and they have the opportunity to be attained, you know what I'm saying? It makes it makes that life, you know, between game and then, you know, reality blurred. And and I wanna yeah. I also wanna clarify too that yeah, Europe has these video games too. Australia, uh uh it's a crapshoot, but Europe has these games too and they don't have the same problems that we have. They have different problems obviously, but they don't have the same mm-hmm. problems we in America have. I'm saying that this is a deeply American thing. To have mm-hmm. that that perverse mm-hmm. thought of um, those there, and again, let me double clarify. Studies have shown that video games do not influence violent culture. It's more mm-hmm. like a symbiotic relationship where violence kind of just begets more violence. Um, mm-hmm. But it's such an American thing to say, "I want to be more powerful than you. You're going to listen to me." If not, I'm going to kill you. 
And yeah. that's that's the part that feels like we're so deeply programmed that I I don't see how we can get out of this. Yeah. You know. But man, uh sure. <laughs> rest, rest in peace to all of those that were caught up in that senseless massacre. Indeed. And um uh yeah. l- last point, boom, you mentioned that you feel like that wouldn't have happened if they were in the club, but you can't really say that because you know, you you can't go to the movie theaters. You you can't go. No, that, that's what that's what I was saying. Even the people that would say that would be you know what I mean against that lifestyle and say that you know what I mean mm-hmm. there's still those other points that you're mentioning that you know what I mean the the looming issue is that there's no way you can go. There's no place you can gather, congregate. You know what I mean? Right. Without yeah. Feeling safe. Yeah. You can't go to a church. You can't go to a club. Our, our little boys can't go to the to the park without the cops rolling up on. I mean, it's. Man, yeah. it, it it feels it feels helpless sometimes, but we'll press on. Yeah, we'll press on. You know who else is helpless? The Cavs. <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers at this moment down three to one in the NBA Finals, but something something funny happened along the way to that three and one. Boom! Your boy Draymond Green. Is out here grabbing nut sacks. Can you uh talk about what's going on with this? I mean, he's he's a goon's goon. I mean, like, uh you saw him in the last series and Steven Adams, you know what I mean, kicked him in the nuts several times, you know what I mean? <laughs> um he, he's he's an A one shit talker, you know what I'm saying? And uh A one, you know, dirty player, you know what I'm saying? He's undersized for his position. And in order to, you know what I mean, overcompensate, in order to challenge these guys that are, you know what I mean, five inches taller than him and, you know, 30, 25 pounds, you know, heavier than he is, he has to get mm-hmm. out how he lives, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't think that the joint, you know, the suspension is warranted for this joint, but um, I think this is some tomfoolery to get the series back, you know what I mean, for more <laughs> television revenue. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but I feel like he should have been suspended the second time was leaving Adams. You know what I mean? I feel like that that should have been yeah. it. But um yeah. You know, it would be interesting to see how much money um and how many viewers the NBA would stand to lose if um one, if the Cavs were swept, and two, you know, if the Cavs were to win this game and extend the 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 series longer you know what's the what's the differential between a four game sweep and a series that goes seven games in terms of revenue and viewers you know like that's got, you know, it's got to be huge expect? it's got to be huge cuz like you know what i mean you figure that um the closer you get to game 7 the more you know revenue you would garner cuz right. uh, you know what i mean so it's definitely more lucrative to go longer to get just to get more exposure and get more, you know, what I mean, opportunities for advertisements and and the like. Yeah. And just but, the excitement for a game seven, you, you're going right. to have all eyes on that game. It's it's good, but I feel I feel slighted though. I feel like it's not, you know, it hasn't been ultimately decided. Well, I guess you know you could argue that it has been decided by the players, but I, to me, I, I I'll uh, echo what what Boom said is I didn't feel that. That was a flagrant one warranted play, you know, dirty play. It was dirty, yeah. Did it deserve a suspension? Mm, probably not, um, in my opinion, anyway. But um, I don't know, man. 
the more the longer this series goes on, I kind of feel one. I feel bad for Braun because I'm just like, man, like <laughs> this is you can't keep getting here and this happening to you. Um, but I'm just I feel I feel almost feel cheated by how um, the front office and the officiating is playing into this. You know, just I, I, this should have been a sweep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, game game three. Warriors just kind of laid down, no energy, you know, no nothing came out flat. Um, and everyone was excited, like, oh, yeah, you know, Cavs back in this junk. Not really. Kevin Love's <laughs> still a sucker. Um, I think, you know, Kyrie, I think, I think Kyrie just, dribbles too much. But. I think I think it's all Brown's fault. I think that um, he's got that – He has, he's got too much power and mm. – Due to his greatness, he can't, you know, evaluate, you know, other players and people because mm-hmm. he thinks that they're as great as he is and would do things in the great manner in which he would do it. Sort of like when Jordan was building his team, when Jordan uh, yeah, was playing late in his career, you know what I mean? And the yeah. Wizards, he couldn't get against to come to practice and people would, you know, would rebel against him. But, um, Did you... Did y'all, speaking on that, I don't mean to cut you off, but there was a story on ESPN this week that was about just that, about LeBron's struggle to kind of bring that that um, culture and, you know, that dedication to the Cavaliers from what he had with Pat Riley down there in Miami, um, how they were talking, you know, Pat had a set system. They were talking about how Pat Riley had his squads testing for uh, um, fat percentage, you know, BMI stuff weekly like in season mm. they would do it weekly but you know that's what i'm saying it was like you know once every two months or something like that that's what i'm saying like uh the Cavs got you know the coach that lebron wanted so you picked him you got the players that he wanted you got tristan thompson that ridiculous contract you know what i'm saying you got kevin yeah. love the contract and it's like this is the team you built, so it's like, who can you, you know, blame? You got a bunch of old youngins on the team, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And you're getting, you know, beat by a more athletic, younger team. And it's like, mm-hmm. he's realizing that, you know, you know, Channing Fry, you know what I mean, is, a, is, 50, <laughs> is 57 years old, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's realizing that His name wa- is Channing Fry. <laughs> right. That's, that not, Richard that's Jefferson. not the cornerstone, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Dog, I didn't Richard even know Jefferson Richard Jefferson was, was still in the league. Yeah, exactly. Amber Williams. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, I like, had no idea that Mo Williams was still on that joint until Ab was like, man, put Mo Williams in. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> He's on the team? What? Uh, I wanted to ask y'all, are, are there any parallels between Draymond Green and Dennis Rodman? Mm. Because you, no. you have a... <laughs> he doesn't rebound like Dennis Rodman. He's not. Um, I give you. I, I give you Charles he's... Oakley. I give you Charles Oakley. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, Charles Oakley had a smooth little jumper. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll, but he get you down there low, and he he, he do you dirty. He do you dirty. Yeah. yeah I, w- I was looking yeah, for I mean, an example of another another goon on a championship caliber team, and I was thinking of uh, Rodman because he he was a goon's goon too. Yeah, I mean, but, but he was, yeah. I don't know. Like Lambert, like Lambert. Oh, Lambert was Lambert a goon. Was... Lambert was definitely a goon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm not. 
I'm not too interested in this finals. Nah. I don't know if y'all can tell, but I'm just like, eh. No, I'm not in it either. So. Boom, you're, you're in on this finals. I don't guys. Uh, I mean, I, I think, like I said, it's interesting mm-hmm. uh, just to watch because, you know, but um, I think this 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 really this really threw me for a loop when they suspended the, uh, the boy. That made it look real crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Real crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I second that. I was just like, what? <laughs> I see. I see where this is going. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, So for this week for the black business, I wanted to shout out a dope app called Part Pick. It found it's founded mm-hmm. by Jewel Burks, Howard University student. Also co-founded by Jason Crane, a Morehouse student. So, so these young folks, the, these folks is doing it. It's an app where if you need a part, you can actually search for it with this app. Think about Shazam for parts. Yeah, so it's dope. It's, it's ridiculously dope. It's easy to use. And uh, you can sign up for the beta now on partpick.com. And I'm going to definitely throw that up on the SoundCloud page, too. Because it just... Yeah, they were um, they were, uh, they were at the White House um, showing off their uh, their app, yeah. you know, Diversity in Tech. So shout out to Partpick, man. It's dope. Yeah, yeah, that joint's dope. I wanted to ask y'all, uh, Scrap, I don't know if you've really been listening to anything because you... Uh, you were planning for a baby shower, but Man. um, what you guys been listening to? I was listening to my wife. <laughs> Respect. Is it for sure? Uh, I I can't I can't edit in that sound, but we'll we'll let that ride. Um, boom! What you been listening to? I've been saying it for weeks. I've been listening to that color book. The blessings come down when the praises go up. Blessings come down. It seems like blessings keep falling in my lap. That uh, it seems my main like man, what's young? What do you, what, what do you call him? Scrap? J- Jazzy Bug? June Bug? Oh, uh, June Bug? <laughs> yeah, little June Bug. That coloring book joint goes hard. You know what I mean? I think it's 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 what I want every you know the last two Kanye albums to yeah, sound yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and repeat the same thing that mm-hmm. you said last week that nobody got to hear. I, I'm just saying mm-hmm. it's. I think you know it, it's, it has a wealth of music and diversity of music on it. It's got you know trap joints. It's got gospel joints. It's got R and B joints. It's got a ton of features on the joint. You know from Beavers to Future. Um, you know what I mean just. A rack of, of dope joints, uh, young thugs mm-hmm. on the joint, but um, Wayne, Two Chains, crazy. Um, check it out. I think it's on Apple Music, um, but I YouTube it. You know what I'm saying? Often. <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, this past week, I've been literally all over the map. I had to travel for work. I came down to VA for my man Scraps baby shower. That was all love. Appreciate you. Um, Appreciate you. So, in all of that traveling. I couldn't really decide on what to listen to, so I pulled out all of those Jazzy Jeff and Mick Boogie Summertime mixtapes. Joker, here we go. 
Here it is, a groove slightly transformed. Just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix. And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. And think of the I don't know if y'all are on those, but they have six of them so far, and they come out every year. Um, those joints are super dope because Jazzy Jeff and Mick Boogie are literally scratching and mixing on there. So it's usually uh-huh. an hour's worth of heat on all of those joints. And it, it's all over the map. Yeah, it's super dope. They'll, um, I mean, they got Oasis on there, Beach Boys, Jill Scott, Will Smith, um, Domino, uh, uh, Rapping Forte. Domino? Yeah. Yeah, Camp wow. Low. Uh, you think Michael Jackson, you think of the artist, they probably mix a joint on there. And it's usually, and they move it quick. Uh, each tra- each joint has about 45 tracks on it, and it's only about a minute of each. So, a minute and a half. Hmm. So, yeah, go check out the Jazzy Jeff and Mick Boogie Summer Times. I think they're still available. Um, I'm going to throw a link up and on the SoundCloud page for, for people to go check those out. So, yeah, summertime joints from uh, Jazzy Jeff and Mick Boogie. So, boom, we actually got through the whole episode before Thrones. So, uh, you're good to go. Appreciate it. That's what I just want to let the you know, listeners know. You know what I'm saying? I wholeheartedly apologize. <laughs> and, and, from the, and from the bottom, you know what I'm saying? From the, from the Warrens. Of the orders in my heart, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fuck the WNBA. <laughs> Damn, boy. We're definitely Damn. gonna get into that next time because you skate, you skated on that explanation after that ridiculous rant a couple weeks ago. But we, we're gonna get you. We're gonna nail you down on that one. Man, yeah, I need you to know, hear this. You know I'd be at Rebecca Lobo. <laughs> Do you really want Rebecca Lobo coming to where you're at? I'm the same, you know what I mean? <laughs> she don't want to see the dunk. She don't want to see the dunk. Dunk on your head. Right. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, uh, for this... Uh, Lobo Joe. <laughs> for this quick, week. Quick. Up and under. Jesus Christ. Uh, the views of Boom do not represent the views of Defcon Jive. Incorporated or its affiliates. Except mm-hmm. for you, Skylar. Except for you, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that's right. Call Skylar for Diggins, right? Right. Please. <laughs> so, <laughs> please. <laughs> God, I'm going to end the show now. For this week, for Def Cod Jive, signing off. This is your boy, Cannon. Yo, yo, it's your boy, Scrap. The I find dunk. No doubt. And we out. Remember, beer tastes like vacuum. Uh, <laughs> Got it. <laughs>